everybody. Welcome to another episode of Courtside with Bielenson Tennis, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I am super pumped to have with us on tonight, who at the age of 22 has already given so much to the sport of tennis. This guest just graduated from Florida Southern College, where she competed at the collegiate level and is now in the midst of her first year as part of Tennis for America, a new program formed by the ITA. We are happy to have her on with us tonight. Please welcome to the pod, Gabby Hesse. Gabby, thank you for uh, taking time out of your day and walking us through uh, your, your journey. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, David. So, I mean, it's obviously a, a very different time for everybody. But as I just said, you started missed your first year, new program, Tennis for America. You're a Tennis for America fellow. You're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, one, for the listeners, tell everyone where you currently are located. And two, I'm just curious, you, you and everybody holding up okay? <laughs> yeah, we are holding up okay. I'm in College Park, Maryland at the JTCC, the Junior Tennis Champion Center. And to start the job, I had to actually move out here from Colorado. So that was probably the hardest part of getting started because traveling during pandemic times is always a bit scary. But um, actual, actual working has been really great. And you're able to go on premises and everything like that. You're not like on apartment lockdown or anything. Yeah, we're, we're going into the facility Monday through Friday. Okay. And the JTCC, if some of you, have, uh, that rings a bell with some of you, that's obviously the program where Francis TFO came out of. Um, Dennis Kudla also trained out of there. And Robin Montgomery is currently training there, I believe. Yes, yes. She just got a wild card for the U.S. Open. So. Yes, that's true. So, um yeah, great center to be a part of. If you don't mind, because this program is new, kind of give us the course uh, 101 Tennis for, American, uh, Tennis for America curriculum, how, how you applied for it, what's it all about, how many people got selected? Yeah, so it's a brand new program, so they're still trying to figure out what they want the, the, everything to look like. But to start, they have there's eight fellows we have right now. So two just started in New York at the NYJTL, Junior Tennis and Learning Center. So they're working virtually and they're working a lot with their after school program and helping grow and develop the capacity of that. Then there's one at XS Tennis in Chicago who actually came out of the program there, Austin, and he is he's helping a lot with the marketing side. And then there's three in Compton, California with Sloan Stevens Foundation, uh, Gianna, Ivan, and Natalia. And they're working on different projects. One is helping develop a leadership program for the older kids. Another is helping with a summer virtual summer camp and helping grow the social media. And then Ivan is helping with a lot of the grant writing process. So there's a lot of variety in terms of what we're doing around the country. At the JTCC, Ava Todd is the other fellow who I've been working with. And we have been doing a lot of everything. So we've been helping on the marketing side. We've been helping do some videography and photography. We've been helping with some grant writing. We've been helping, um, geez, we've been helping them put on a virtual gala. There's we're we're involved in so many different areas which is really exciting because every day looks different and new and one of the programs that we're Ava and I are really working on is a virtual after-school program so that the community outreach model that the JTCC has can be 
expanded and still continue as you know we go into the fall with this pandemic. Now, are you on court um, for a lot of these hours too, or is it more um, administrative upstairs type office work? It's a it's a bit of both. Yeah, we've been getting more on court hours recently, helping with the the red and orange ball kids, so that when we do get on court with the community outreach programs, you know, we're able to translate seamlessly into teaching that that age and skill level. Got it. And uh, if you don't mind, quick shout out, you mentioned excess. That's Kamal Murray. That's Sloan Stevens coach. Kamal, as me being from Chicago, he's done so much, uh, so much good work for the tennis community out there. And that center is great. And, uh, you know, they almost just, they almost won world team tennis. They lost it by the, by like the eighth of the back of the line is how the best I describe it. And I know uh, it, it was great. It was great for tennis. It hurt as a Chicago fan, but it was great, great event for tennis. Um, why don't we kind of go take a few steps back because you've already done so much for tennis at your young age of 22. How did it all get started with you? Did you come from a tennis family? Were, were, you, were you basically, did you have a tennis racket in your crib? How did it all get started? So my grandma actually played tennis and had a big influence on my mom, who has always loved the game, but never played herself. She and my father both swam collegiately, my mom at Texas A&M and my dad at Georgetown University. So definitely the, uh, the athleticism and that kind of mindset runs in the family. But I was the oddball tennis player, so it kind of skipped a generation. But I started when I was around five and just played for fun, doing other sports as I grew up. And then toward the end of high school, I was playing both tennis and trumpet pretty at a pretty high level. And I wasn't sure which one I wanted to pursue in college. And I ended up picking tennis my junior year of high school and went from training just a couple hours a week to a couple hours a day. So it was a big jump. But I think for me on my path, it really helped me avoid the burnout stage that a lot of junior players went to. So I just kind of had a steady, steady build as I went through my junior career, which was really helpful for me as personally. And then, yeah, I, I was a walk on on a division two college team at Florida Southern college, which was a huge blessing. It, it was tough to be a walk on, but I was, a part of a team that really had a mindset of growth. They really put a strong emphasis on character development. And so I was able to really, I love the culture and it really helped grow me as a person and as a player. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. When you were going through your junior career, was college tennis something definitely on your radar? And um, if it was, were there other schools that you were looking at? And then again, you started to talk about your positive experience at Florida Southern, but what specifically there um, kind of piqued your interest in really giving back and giving back to the community and hence to what you're doing even now? Yeah, so college tennis had always been like in the back of my mind. I wasn't sure if I was good enough as, as a junior player to, to achieve that success. But as I started looking at colleges, I realized that it was it was a group of people I really wanted to be a part of and having that team experience throughout college was, was something that I really desired and was really important to me. So that kind of, when I realized that I could actually do it, that's when, 
that's when I started kind of amping up my my tennis. I was looking at a couple schools in Illinois, actually, Augustana, which is a, a great Division three college, yep. and then University of Illinois Springfield. So, but when I went and visited Florida Southern College, I just, I stepped on campus and that Southern hospitality, everyone was so friendly and good choice. Good choice to you. I mean, you don't want these winters, you know, I'm from Illinois and you do not want these winters. Weather alone, it was a good choice. Yes. (laughs) Um, Did they do a lot of activities at Florida Southern that kind of gave back to the community that kind of piqued your interest into all that you've done, you know, through your college career and again, what you're doing now, was there some, was, was that something that was always stressed within the program? Definitely, as, like within the program, but also as part of the culture at Florida Southern College, a lot of the sorority and fraternity life is very focused on philanthropy. And so it's really cool to see, you know, a small school, a community of 2,500 all finding different ways to contribute to the community. And that was the same with the athletic department and the tennis program. So we, the main organization we volunteered within was Habitat for Humanity. And that was really great to just be connected to the community and meet these, these families that you're able to help. And so that was very special. Yeah, it's the best. So the listeners, um, they may not know, but Division Two they do offer scholarship money. So obviously Division One, they they offer scholarship money. Division three, they don't give athletic scholarship. There could be grants and they can, you know, a lot of a lot of students get academic aid. Um, but D two, there is some money to go around. So it's something I feel like Division Two, and I know we've talked offline about it, Division Two is not um on a lot of people's radar just because I don't think they have the knowledge, they have a lot of knowledge about D2 schools. And, and I want to stress the message is that I want to stress the message that there are good D2 programs out there and they offer scholarship money. And again, talking with you, you had a great, great experience. Now, in this current climate, um, tennis, no matter what, D1, D2, D3, it's a non-revenue producing sport. And right now, all those sports, it's a dangerous time for those with um, schools cutting some programs and just to give an idea you know with the d1 level if you're fully funded the men they get like 4.5 scholarships and the women's team i think it's around double eight or nine um so what that means is not everybody on the roster is getting a full ride so those students are paying tuition dollars so now i know it's an expense there's the travel and the equipment and all that stuff I get that, and I'm not in the ins and outs. I don't have the budgets in front of me to see. But when schools make the choice to cut these non-revenue producing sports, it's not like these students were not paying any money at all. And I know you kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit as well. And we've seen some programs such as um, Winthrop who've come up with a ton of money to try to save their program. Yeah, absolutely. I think Winthrop Tennis is going to set the model for saving you know, college tennis and college athletic programs that have been cut in the future. So they've done an incredible job in helping bring back their tennis team back. But it's, it's tough because the point of sport isn't on the business side, it is to generate revenue, but at the collegiate level, it's about, it's about helping build your students 
in a different area outside of the classroom, right? It's not just about making money, even though that can come down to it in a climate such as this. So it's really tough. We're looking at, it's not just tennis, but tennis has definitely been on the chopping block because it affects less students than a lot of other sports that have bigger teams. So no, I think I think the non-revenue you could you could clump the non-revenue sports together. Again, to your point, tennis, there's not a lot of individuals on the team. So it's easier, quote unquote, to if they have to make a decision to cut. But um, like you said, you know, NCAA athletics, it's so big now, especially in the football and basketball level, that it, it is a business and it's unfortunate. Um for some sports such as, such as tennis. But I mean, Winthrop, they up to like $500,000 they raised it, maybe even more. Yeah, they've, it's incredible. The efforts of their alumni and their fans and current players, they just seeing that community come together is so important. And the model they've built isn't just about complete, like fighting against the school it's them working together with this college to make a plan and I think that having that that win-win mindset that comes together I think that's what's really going to help save the sport so they've focused on fundraising efforts throughout the team they focused on getting more American players that will pay tuition and balancing out scholarships they they've looked at every aspect I think of of how they can cut costs, but also meet the needs of the team. And so, yeah, I'm very blown away by, by their efforts. Also a good thing to do is have your tennis center, whether it's owned by the, the school, um, have that enmeshed with the community. I went to the University of Kansas and they have the Jayhawk Tennis Center and it's not just where the team plays and practices. I mean, that place is rocking and rolling um, with adults, kids, lessons, tournaments. So there's money coming in through that way. I know every school does it a little bit differently, whether they own it or whether the community owns it. But if you can get the community involved, again, the more people involved and the more people support, it, it makes it more difficult to just make a decision and say, you know what, we're cutting this program. I think. Absolutely. Connecting the team through the community with fundraising and volunteer efforts makes a dramatic impact, I think, on your support system at the most local level. No, I, I agree. So uh, you're still in the real early stages of your fellowship program. So I'm not going to ask you, you know, how all your experiences have been, but I do know you, you taught tennis at Lifetime. You did an internship at the USTA, um, the National Tennis Center, which for any tennis fan, well, these are tennis fans listening to this, make a trip out there. I mean, if you're going out to Orlando or you just want to make a separate trip, it's in Lake Nona. It's a sight to see. I mean, it is like Disneyland, Disney World for tennis. It's awesome. I've been there and loved it. Um, how was that experience for you? It was, it was absolutely incredible. And I think it's what really started me on the journey of wanting to pursue a career in tennis. Because, you know, going to work every day at this incredible facility, you see people having fun playing tennis of, you know, all ages and everyone is out there and you're working with people who are just as passionate about the sport as you it's it's impossible not to fall even more in love with the sport and being were you mostly to, teaching there were you mostly teaching on there or? i was actually working with the competitive pathway juniors department okay. so we were on i was on the administrative side there and helping with like tournament preparation and and developing 
that side of things. Well, I mean, tennis is so lucky to have you and, and you've already experienced a lot. I, I feel like you're just continuing to grow your toolbox. Um, your weights, you know, I'm, I'm way older than you and I still haven't figured out what exactly I want to do. So I'm not going to ask you that question. That's too <laughs> tough. But um, I mean, just continuing to get involved in various aspects of tennis. Um, that is your goal. I mean, there's still so many things that we're always growing. We don't even know what's out there and you just want to keep experiencing um, the good and the bad, because it's I, I think it's a useful tool to, to find out what you don't like so you don't Absolutely. get caught in a bad situation. So I want to wish you the best of luck. Continue doing what you're doing. Again, the sport is so lucky to have you, um, your fellow, your, your other, what are they, seven other fellows in this program. Shout out to the ITA for doing this program. This would have been awesome um, back in the day. And stay safe. Thank you for... Uh, Thank you for uh, having this conversation with me and, and, and keep rocking and rolling. Thank you so much. All right. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks.